Um, so uh, I've had I've had several people ask uh, uh, over the past few weeks, what can I do uh, besides just feel guilty? I'm like, well, feeling guilty is plenty. Uh, I, I mean, really, that's that, that's that, that's fine. I mean, that that gets us halfway there. I'm not sure where there is, but uh, feeling guilty is halfway halfway there. Uh, obviously, that's that's not the case. We're going to talk about some uh, perhaps some practical things that we can do today, um, and it's going to be a, a different list of practical things than perhaps what you're thinking about. And we have a good place to make a list uh, over there on the wall uh, here, here in a few minutes. Um, but let's start off uh, like we used to do. Let's stand up and, and let's sing This Is My Father's World. <clears throat> this is my Father's world And to my listening ears All nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my Father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas. His hand the wonders wrought. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you. Some, uh, some really cool pictures of creation for this week. Uh, how about a nice quote from Mother Teresa? We need to find God, and He cannot be found in noise and restlessness, uh, perhaps on a silent retreat, a breathe retreat. God is the friend of silence. See how nature, trees, flowers, grass, grows in silence. See the stars, the moon, and the sun, how they move in silence. We need silence to be able to touch souls. There's a tree full of goats. That may be my favorite picture of creation I've ever seen. Uh, it's from Morocco. I don't know how the goats got there. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but they're tree climbing goats. Um, there is a God, okay? <laughs> this is a wonderful picture, I love it. Um, I need to move on. Other cool pictures. Thunder is good, thunder is impressive, but it is lightning that does the work. A thunderstorm in Texas this week struck a golf course right there and it cooked the ground in a, uh, in a spider web radial pattern around that. Um, that, I just think, is a, a, a beautiful design of nature, how, it, how it, uh, the ground conducts electricity uh, from, the, from the sky. Lee Trevino says, the golfer. If you are caught on a golf course during a storm and are afraid of lightning, hold up a one iron. Not even God can hit a one iron. <laughs> Henry David Thoreau, the finest workers in stone are not copper or steel tools, but gentle touches of air and water working at their leisure 
with a liberal allowance of time. Katie Link. She wasn't here a second ago. There she is. Water is essential to all life and sometimes it just falls from the sky. It's one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard somebody say. Um, water is essential to all life. I, I, I may have shared this picture before, but this is a, a, a slum area in the Dominican Republic uh, with a water line that is broken uh, uh, through there with open sewers flowing into uh, their water supply. And when you take samples of their water and you test them over 24 hours, if it's clear, it's supposed to be able to drink. If it turns this color, it uh, is not safe to drink. And if it turns that color, it's pretty amazing. I've never seen it turn that color that quickly before, uh, but that's what they turned out to be. And water is essential to all life and sometimes it falls from the sky. And getting to replace 12,000 feet of water line a few months ago uh, in that village was uh, a lot of work, but, uh, but a lot of fun as well. Uh, and that's where you can really uh, uh, see firsthand uh, famous quotes uh, mean quite a bit to people whose, whose lives depend on it. This picture just came across this morning. I just inserted it a second ago because if I haven't uh, fully established my nerdiness, I follow the International Space Station on Twitter. Um, so I apologize to my kids for that. Um, but they send out some amazing, amazing pictures uh, of, of just our planet. This is the Great Smoky Mountains uh, this morning, I believe, from the International Space Station. Uh, and you can see, I, I think that this is Newfound Gap, the, the road going through there. So uh, Brad, your, uh, uh, your uh, Appalachian Trail was right through there. Matter of fact, when I, I hiked the Appalachian Trail the year before you did, yeah, and I remember the Great Smoky Mountains, all the great views that I couldn't see um, from, the, from this area. It was, it was beautiful that, that I could maybe see eight, 10 feet in front of me. Yeah, it was, uh, they should have cut all those trees down so I could see better. Um, but, uh, you know, things look different from, from the sky, from, from space. Uh, I'm coming back in and it's the saddest moment of my life. The first American spacewalk back in 1965, Ed White. Uh, I'm coming back, into the, uh, coming back into the ship and it's the saddest moment of my life. Neil Armstrong standing on the moon. I didn't feel like a giant. I felt very, very small looking back at Earth. Um, and Alan Shepard, when I first looked back at the Earth standing on the moon, I cried. Uh, back, uh, back in uh, 1971 with some of the early Apollo missions. Uh, among the things that, that I do at home um, is, uh, I, if there's a nerd show on, I, I generally watch it. I love the Planet Earth series. Uh, and, and I could listen to David Attenborough read the phone book and it would, it would be just fine with me. Uh, just, he just sounds smart. You know, it's one of those, if you have a British accent and you talk slow, you just sound a lot smarter. Um, uh, I might work on that. Um, but uh, he, he had an interview a, a few years ago. I think uh, he's passed away now, I think. Um, uh, he had an interview and they were just asking him of all the things that you saw and narrated and edited, uh, what really jumps out after doing, uh, you know, 
uh, tens and hundreds of hours of Planet Earth series. Um, he says, I can mention many moments that were unforgettable and revelatory. That's, that's a word we don't use here in Tennessee very often. But the most single revelatory three minutes was the first time I put on scuba gear and dived onto a coral reef. It's just the unbelievable fact that you can move in three dimensions. Uh, I am not a scuba diver. Uh, I have been snorkeling a few times in my life. Uh, and it is a beautiful, beautiful uh, thing to do when you realize that this is my father's world and 70% of it is a world that I don't inhabit. Uh, I don't belong there. It's the world of people like, uh, like that guy right there. Um, there is something going on in this world on coral reefs that we need to be aware of and it's this. It's called coral bleaching. Uh, I'm not here to, uh, to make everybody feel bad, but coral reefs, co coral are very much a canary in the mine shaft for uh, how this earth is doing and slight variations in temperature and acidity of water uh, can make uh, huge, huge differences. And uh, some estimates are up to three quarters of the coral reefs on this planet are in the process of dying uh, because of these changes that are going on. Uh, that just in December of 2014, you have healthy coral. A few months later, it is bleached and is dying. And then just a few months after that, August of 2015, the same area is, is completely dead. Uh, that's happening all over the, uh, all over the planet, all, all kinds of different places. That's a shot of the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, uh, which depending on how you count uh, living organisms, uh, if you consider that, I'm sorry. Um, if you consider that to be a, uh, a living organism, it's by far the largest organism on our planet. It's something for us to be aware of. Um, if for no other reason, if for no other reason, that's just a lot more beautiful than that. Okay, so we need to mow our grass at the house, um, but if we forget the environment for just a second, if, if, we, if, we, if we forget coral bleaching, if we forget carbon dioxide emissions, um, we have a feeling of hopelessness sometimes because we don't make international law, we don't drive policy of corporations, uh, we just kind of live in our houses. Um, we don't enter into international treaties. We come to church. Um, uh, we, don't, uh, uh, we don't drive the economic engines of India or, uh, or China or the United States. We go to Costco. And, and I don't say that to diminish anything that we do. I'm just saying that what what we do is very much like cutting blades of grass with fingernail clippers. And I think that there is a message that Christians can provide to all arguments and all discussions that goes something like this. There is no such thing as an unimportant individual. And there is no such thing as an unimportant action. Everything we do is important. Not just because it might be the blade of grass, um, but, but maybe because uh, if, if I do my part, then somebody else is going to do their part, and somebody else is going to do their part, and somebody else is going to be doing their part. Um, 
But can you think of some times in the Bible, I'm, I'm headed somewhere with this, that doing something small means a great deal. Where, where, where the Bible, where God specifically says, I know you think that's not a small deal, but I'm telling you that's a big deal. I bet if we can think of a couple, we can think of a hundred. Chris? Yeah. Yep. Yep. What else? Maybe like Abraham doubting who left offspring and God telling him that his offspring allowed him to the same story. Yeah, I'm just I'm just one person. What do you mean? The stars in the sky and the sa- yeah. It might be as simple as how you cast your vote. It might be as simple as how you cast your vote. And therefore we should all vote. Never mind. <laughs> Maybe we should just all vote, right? Yeah. As the widow who says, um, Yeah. 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 Or how about the, 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 the woman at the well who gave Jesus just, I, I, I'm just kind of thirsty, you know? Bless you. What about, what about a mustard seed? You know, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, that's a mustard seed right there. That, that, that's a mustard seed right there. What about where, uh, where uh, Jesus makes a point to say, if you've done it to the least of these, however you define the least of these, the marginalized, the old, the sick, the, the very, very young, um, then you've done it for me. Uh, how about how about David's sm- five small stones? You know, that's the that, that 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 was that was a little thing that that did a great thing. Uh, maybe not so great for Goliath, but but it was it was a great thing. Uh, and someday somebody's going to explain to me the, the why why he needed five. I've always wondered what happened to the other four stones. That's not this class, but I've always wondered that. Um, why five? Come on, don't you have confidence that one shot will do it? Redundancy. Redundancy, maybe so. Or how about just how about just uh, just just David? David was a small thing that made a uh, made a made a big difference. The children of Israel made a huge huge point to say we want a king, and God said, "Are you sure you want a king?" Yes, all the cool countries they have kings. We want to be like the cool kids, so give us a king. That guy Saul, he looks like a king because he's big. So we'll get that guy, and that didn't turn out quite so well. And so the next king that they had, God made a point to say, this is a small guy, and he doesn't look like the king that you thought you were going to get. Loaves and fish, loaves and fishes, uh, you can feed a lot with just a little. You can do a lot with just a little. Uh, Small rudders on big ships, James goes into that, that, uh, that it doesn't take much to steer large vessels. How about a tiny manger? How about a tiny manger? You know, that's, that's kind of our story right there, is that the, the biggest thing to ever happen to this universe came in a very, 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 very small package. But um, maybe the point for this class, maybe the point for this church, maybe the point for this, this, this time in our world is that feeling, feeling a sense of guilt are feeling a sense of hopelessness uh, because we can't change everything is exactly the opposite of what we were put here for. 
uh, I give a talk to uh, different professional groups, uh, and one of the points that, that I make, it, it, when you go to a place like Haiti, Dominican Republic, Africa, uh, uh, and, and I'm sure that doctors feel the same way when they go to other places, uh, and you see the, the, the state of things, uh, you find yourself going, what's step one here? You know, what, what is step, what's step one? Because we all, we're problem solvers, and we want to say, if we could just do that, then everything's going to be good. Um, and, and you can get overwhelmed at the lawn and forget that it's got to start with the blade of grass. And what I tell, what I try to tell my peers in the professional world is, uh, and I don't use words like, this is Satan talking to you, but I believe that it is Satan talking to us. That when we say, you know, if we can't do everything, I'm just going to do nothing. If we can't do everything, you might as well not do anything. And that is such an opposite statement from what I believe the message of the gospel is. Is that we weren't put here to do everything. We weren't put here to change the carbon dioxide level of the planet. We were put here to do something. We weren't put here to reforest the Amazon jungle. We were put here to do something. We weren't put here to change the levels of pollution in the Ganges River in India where it hit 124 degrees uh, this past week and 1,563 farmers have committed suicide in the past few months because they can't grow their crops and that's the better way out. We weren't put here to change all of that. We were put here to do that. And sometimes doing that is the greatest thing that can happen on this planet. So, to lighten things up a little bit, <laughs> how about that? I need to show you some pictures just for the sake of, of laughing a little bit. There are some people on this planet that should feel guilty, okay? That person should feel guilty. <laughs> they should. I respect the, uh, the effort that they went through to not do something, but they should feel guilty about that. Not to be outdone. The person with the right turn arrow saying turn left should feel guilty. And they, have some, they have something to answer for. The people who wrote... <laughs> Put the, put the bollards there right in front of the bike lane, they should feel guilty. Nobody in here has done anything that bad. The people who labeled bananas as long yellow things. So if you think you're lazy for not, not doing curbside recycling, you're not that person. You're, you're, not, you, you're not the person who said, what do you mean by saying just right happy birthday? I love that one. I love that one. And, and probably in the entire universe, the ones who should feel the most guilty are the stormtroopers who say, perhaps those were the droids I was looking for. There's plenty of, there's plenty of guilt to go around. There's plenty of guilt to go around. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that's... In, in, in the terms of... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Great. Let's continue the plagiarism here. 
Um, and then, of course, the, the REM, uh, it's the end of the world as we know it, but I feel fine. That's a fascinating song. And at one point in my life, I knew all the words to it. I would, uh, I would show, show that off, but I, I can't remember anything but Leonard Bernstein now. Um, but uh, but we, we, can, we can talk ourselves into the point of, of saying, it is the end of the world as we know it. Uh, I feel fine, uh, but there's nothing that I can do about it. So here's my question for us to make a list over here. Um, okay, well, all right. When you, when you see on, the, on, on Facebook or you hear on the news, what are some things that people say, here's, here's seven simple things that you can do to save the planet? Okay, plant a tree. I'll, I'll give you that one. Okay, oh, that's a good one. Plant a tree. Turn off the tap. You're doing great. And by great, I mean you've gotten most of my list already. Sorry? Grow some of your own food. Grow some of your own food. How about garden, right? Yeah, yeah. Burn less gas. Do what? Burn less gas. Burn less gas. Uh, how about walk or bike? Or bike. Or carpool. Or combined trips. Or... Combined. Support transit in Metro Davidson County. Or just burn less gas. Burn. burn less gas. <laughs> I guess I didn't, I wasn't conserving uh, black ink here, right? Um, yeah, support, su support transit, right? Maybe. Can we say that in here? No. Okay. What else? This is a good, this is a good list. Um, if, if we sat here long enough, we, we could come up with, uh, with a bunch of things that, that we can all walk out of here going, you know what, I can change the earth if I plant a tree. And let me tell you, you can change the earth if you plant a tree. Uh, you could be like, be like Ginger and me. We got a live Christmas tree this year, right? Um, and, and with the root ball and everything. And we had it in our living room and we watered it. Uh, and we had it in a big, ugly, blue plastic bin so it would stay alive. It did not stay alive. <laughs> it died a slow, horrible death. And you could hear it screaming, saying, why couldn't you just kill me quickly like all of my friends at the tree farm? And so I went out and I planted it with the root ball and everything. And uh, just slowly over the next few weeks and months, it just turned browner and browner and browner. And so yesterday I was like, I've got to put this thing out of my misery. Our, our, our neighbors, I'm sure, are finding another reason to make fun of us. So I thought, I guess I'm going to have to dig it up. And so I just kind of wiggled it a little bit, and it just cracked in half. And I thought, oh, man. So, yeah, plant a tree. Uh, dedicate it to our poor uh, Christmas uh, death that, that, that we had. Uh, what else? Eat, uh, eat less meat. We talked about that last week. Um, uh, I'm... It, it's not, I don't believe, a sin to have a burger. It's not great news for the cow, um, but it's, uh, it, it is something worth thinking about. That uh, uh, I showed some pictures of, a few weeks ago of the amount of uh, 
trees that have been unplanted so that we can have cows grazing on grass so that we can have meat and meat consumption on this planet has skyrocketed in the past few years mainly because the world is getting more affluent and you have a billion people in India and a billion people in China who have more money to spend and have healthier diets uh, and that's a wonderful wonderful thing that people on this planet are healthier um, but it it has some consequences too. 7.3 billion people cannot live like we do that's quite a statement if you think about it because that means we need less people no I'm not comfortable saying that that means that we should uh, keep two-thirds of the planet living on two dollars a day no I'm not comfortable with that that means that uh, Western democracies need to uh, completely redistribute all of their wealth to uh, developing countries I'm not quite comfortable with that either um, so we, we can be victims of our uh, uh, of our successes and blessings uh, so think about that when you're enjoying a steak. Recycle more. We got that one. Uh, compost. Uh, I've got stories of failing at that as well. Uh, involving fire ants and a slow, uh, horrible death for worms. Um, save water by turning off the tap. Uh, use energy efficient products. Let's save the planet by changing out light bulbs. I'm with you 100%. Um, it might be more effective to just turn the lights off and not leave them on uh, rather than uh, leaving on a bulb that uh, uh, that is more energy efficient but isn't doing anything walk or bike if you can carpool uh, be aware of how much food you are throwing away garden got that one uh, bring your own bag let's let's save the earth by uh, by going to Publix with with our own bags I don't want to diminish any of these things. These are all good, good things to do. Um, I don't think that we're sinning if we get the plastic bags at Publix. I really, I really don't. But I, I think these are all good things for us to do and to think about. But this is church, okay? And while I do believe that how we consume things and, and cycle and recycle things can be a spiritual issue, this is church and one thing I think that the church has not done a great job of is connecting things that are good for this earth with things that we are called to do as Christians okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna take about five or ten minutes to explain that um, because much of the climate debate much of the environmental movement has been aiming at heads and we as Christians are heart people and if we don't aim at hearts things are not going to change or or we're just going to feel guilty or we're just gonna feel guilty so Jesus connects the good in people to the good in the world and that is a good thing uh, Jesus came along and he started talking to uh, Pharisees and, and he started making points that, you know what, when you care for widows and orphans, you're doing the will of my Father. So it's great and wonderful that we have this structure of 
of priests and Pharisees. But I'm telling you people, do it for the least of these and you're doing the right thing. Uh, Do these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do those two things and there's an awful lot that's going to fall underneath all of those. And so when you turn off the tap when you're brushing your teeth, are you loving your neighbor? I think so. I think so. Um, when, you, when you recycle, are you loving your uh, neighbor? Are you loving a neighbor who may not have even been born yet? I think so. So maybe the point isn't do something else, or it's not even do more of what you're doing, but it's look at what you're doing in a different way. I get really frustrated. We've all heard, heard motivational speakers and instructional speakers come by, and, and generally their, uh, their message is this. I'm here to talk about this. You should do more of this, right? And that's a very, you wind up in this by hearing people saying, you should do more of what I'm passionate about. Uh, and then when you hear eight or 10 or 15 or 100 of those, you're going, the pie is only so big and I can't do more of everything. But you can look at what you're doing in a different way and realize that much of what we're doing or are already called to do can be taking care of this creation. Let me give you some examples. Go plant a tree. Okay? Go plant a tree. First of all, go plant a tree. It's not going to kill you, right? Um, Go plant a tree. It's a good thing to do. Who knows what they're doing? They're making charcoal. Yeah, Steve knew that. You've done this. This is all your fault. Yeah, they're making charcoal. Why do people make charcoal in Liberia? They cook with it. They boil water, right? You know how much charcoal is used just to boil water on this planet? It takes one kilogram of wood to boil one liter of water, roughly. Okay? People drink five liters a day. Okay? There's about two billion people who drink five liters a day. They have to boil it if they have the luxury of having enough fuel to boil that water. Okay? That's a lot of liters of water. That's a lot of kilograms of wood. That is the background of what once was a lush tropical jungle that is now being slowly turned into charcoal solely so people can drink water that won't kill them. So, go plant a tree by supporting living water. Okay? We can't repopulate, we can't repopulate, we can't replant the Amazon jungle. But, that's a well that living water did with Don Portell's brother uh, a couple years ago? Yeah, something like that. A couple years ago. So, that kid right there and that kid right there they don't have to go and boil, they don't have to cut down trees to boil water to drink the water. They can just drink the water, okay? That's one way that we can save the rainforest is by let's support ministries and do things that, we, that are already in our back pocket, already at our fingertips that will help that.
Yeah? Yep, we're doing wells uh, in, uh, not, uh, well, in, it, I think that this one was about $3,000, $2,500. Yeah, we, uh, we're doing them in Togo for a thousand bucks a pop, uh, just, just, just up the road, yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't take much. It, it wouldn't take much to do. And, and I think we, one of the blessings about going to big church, okay, one of the blessings about going to big church is that we have uh, many things at our disposal, uh, many things at our fingertips to be a part of. That's one of them. There's a bunch of others, okay? And I know I'm a water guy and I bring everything back to water, but that's not the only way that we can save our world. Think about this, eat less meat. That's a part of the Amazon jungle being cleared for pasture. That is a graph because I have to show a graph every class of meat consumption uh, on this planet. The red line is China. The blue line is the United States. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels, okay? We're not gonna change the eating habits of China from this class, but everybody in here can volunteer for Meals on Wheels and they can get with their kids and they can say, you know what? We're gonna uh, eat a, less of a lunch this Sunday uh, because we're going to be taking lunch to somebody else, all right? Maybe that less of a lunch is one less steak to eat. Maybe it's one less burger at Five Guys. Maybe you get the single patty in t in instead of the double patty. There's plenty of health reasons to do that. Um, but Volunteer for Meals on Wheels, we have the opportunity to, to do that here. We could all walk out of this classroom and volunteer to deliver meals instead of consuming more meals that probably most of us don't, uh, don't need to do. Recycle more. That was all on our list. We see these, these uh, do's and don'ts. You can recycle all of these things um, and, and don't recycle garden hoses. I don't know why that's on there. Um, do's and don'ts. Recycle more. Every, we should recycle more, okay? Everybody should recycle more. We should, we don't do a good job of that. Or maybe you should cycle less in the first place, but that's a different, uh, that's a different concept. Recycle more by supporting the consignment sale that we have here. I bet nobody has thought of the consignment sale as a save the earth recycling uh, venture, but it, that's exactly what that is. Um, all of that could have been in a landfill, now it's in somebody's closet who needs it and loves it and wants it. And it raises money for other things like Living Water and for the Otter Creek Kindergarten and other good ministries that we're a part of. You can save the planet by saving other people. I, I can't think of a better Christian message than that. Um, and that was, I think that was the last, uh, the last one that we, uh, that we did. So when you see an, an announcement come out, hey, we need volunteers for the consignment sale, if you don't consign, and I know I look like a big consigner, I, I know I do, but you can, you can save the planet. You can clip one blade of grass by volunteering for the consignment sale. Or, or, or Thrift Smart, or Goodwill, or, or whatever, uh, what, whatever you want to be a part of. That is something that we can do instead of just feeling hopeless. How about save water? I know you're all expecting me to put up a living water thing here. Yay, living water. How about blue jeans? It takes 2,000 gallons of water to make one pair of blue jeans. 2,000 gallons of water to make one pair of blue jeans. 
So if my math is right there, uh, that's 12,000 gallons of water just in that photo alone. So you know what? I support the, support the consignment sale. Give it away, recycle it. Every pair of jeans that is in here is 2,000 gallons of water that's not being used and recycled and pumped and cleaned out uh, and, and the wastes coming from the textile industry are as bad as you will find on this planet. Save water. Hey, turn off the tap, okay? Turn off the tap when you're brushing your teeth. That's great. But rarely would you, while you're brushing your teeth, let it run for more than about a gallon, okay? All right? So you'd have to, you'd have to brush your teeth for 2,000 times to equal one pair of jeans that you've recycled, okay? Turn off the tap, it's great. Give to other people. Give to other people, don't throw away. Uh, perhaps is even a better message. Use more energy efficient products. We should do that, okay? Look for that when you're buying, uh, buying appliances. It's, it's a better way to spend your money. Uh, those are fun bulbs to break on accident in your, uh, in your house. Um, uh, hey, I, I can go either way on that. EPA has a water sense. If you're buying a, a dishwasher or something like that, look for that. Water usage, except for watering our beautiful lawns, water usage continues to fall in the United States because of reasons like that. That's a good thing. That, that's a good thing. Use more energy efficient products by supporting the Wayne Reed Center. What in the world am I talking about? Right. So if you don't know what I'm talking about and you don't want to listen to me read something, just look at a picture of Sandra Collins uh, holding somebody from the Wayne Reed Center, okay? But here's my point from a very nerdy study that I read uh, a couple of weeks ago. Energy efficiency initiatives that successfully reach large swaths of the population are likely to do more than save a lot of energy. They may also provide certain groups such as seniors and low-income families which, with much needed relief from burdensome energy costs. For example, recent statistics show that elderly and needy families routinely see 19 to 26 percent of their paycheck go toward utility bills compared to just 4 percent of the American household. That's a big, big chunk of somebody's livelihood right there, okay? That's a big, big chunk. Anything that we can do to help his mom go to school and go get a job and support her family to make that percentage less is a good, good thing. Because his mom is not going to go buy the most expensive, energy efficient microwave. She's gonna buy the cheapest uh, radiation hog that she can find because that's the money that's available to her at the time, okay? I, uh, I, I don't know if you said it, but the, the, the saying of uh, it costs a lot to be poor uh, is, is very, very accurate. It's, it's very, very accurate. We have, we have many different, different ministries here at Otter Creek that if we save that guy, if we save his mother's job uh, because he has a place to go during the day, We've, we've done a lot of this. We've done a lot of the intention of doing energy efficient things. I really and truly believe that. Walk or bike if you can. I don't know what's going on right there. <clears throat> I do love that though. 
That's one of my favorite cyclists I've ever seen. It's somebody built a snowman around a bicycle. <laughs> By supporting room in the inn. What in the world, Jim? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about here? Okay. <laughs> if you want to get involved at Room in the Inn, see Jim Arnett. Okay? Uh, uh, it is a ministry that Otter Creek gets to be a part of and is a wonderful, wonderful thing. They have a bike shop at Room in the Inn. Okay? They have a bike shop where you can take old bicycles and they will rebuild them and give them to people who need to get to and from a job. Uh, and, and it teaches them a trade, and some of them have been placed in jobs because of that. That's the least of these. Okay? We all probably have bikes in our garages uh, that aren't doing anything. Support room in the inn, okay? The more people we have working and transporting themselves without even having to take public transportation or buy a gas guzzler, that's a, that's, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing that we can do. Yeah. We can do a lot for by supporting mass transit. There are people, a lot of people in our communities that could benefit incredibly from that. You go back to, you know, your mom, single mom who needs to get to work, and she's spending three or four hours a day getting to a minimum wage job because our mass transit sucks. Right, right. And so, and when somebody. Things we can support that will that can do a lot for those same people that are here showing Wayne Reed in room And at a minimum, even if we don't support it, if we don't put a sign in our yard that says "Increase my taxes for mass transit," even if we don't support it, we don't have to hinder it either, because there just might be a greater good, right? There might be a greater good, and it might whatever it may be, it may change my utility bill to 4.1% of my income, but it might change somebody else's from 19% to 4.1%. That's not a bad thing. And your voice can be heard. I was in a meeting uh, last month with TDOT, and there's a MTA and TDOT is going through a survey right now that's online called In Motion. If you look up In Motion, the letter N, Motion 2015, I think it is. It started last year, and you can see the three different plans. Obviously the one that supports the public transportation, uh, spending more money on rail and buses, it's more taxes for mainly Davidson County residents, but um, you can see the different plans that they're going through. And the vast majority of people that do that um, are supporting that, that higher uh, tax plan. So you can see that and see what they're, they're planning to do. Yeah, yeah. and and. I think there's there's some very valid arguments to be made across the spectrum of that, but in in about two minutes I'm going to have to uh, uh, kind of outline some of those. Other things we can do: garden, uh, grow, grow your own. I don't know what's going on there either, <clears throat> but garden, grow your own food, right? Well, not everybody can do that. Not not everybody likes to kill plants as much as we do at our house. Support made in the streets. Right? Why, why would we support Made in the Streets if we want to garden? Because they have the opportunity to grow all of their own food. And if you want to talk about a trade that you can teach kids who don't have much else, 
support yourself by, by knowing how to farm and keeping up with the math of how much you've watered. Um, dig into what, what they do at Made in the Streets. We have a direct pipeline to influencing what happens uh, to them. And I'm telling you, that does save the earth. If you don't think so, add up the amount of transportation that's involved of sending rice to this location as opposed to going out and harvesting the corn. Everything you do must be done with love. Everything you do must be done with love. I can't go through the entire Flint water issue in the amount of time that we have left here, okay? Uh, this study came out, uh, actually it came out on March 31st. Evidently they had a deadline uh, so they could still call it March. The Flint Water Advisory Task Force had 36 uh, observations to make. Uh, number 36 was, the Flint water crisis is a clear case of environmental injustice. I've never seen that in an official sanctioned uh, report ever. Um, th there are plenty of things that we can get upset and mad about along those lines. Uh, and our reactions to that should be done with, with love. Our reactions to, uh, to discussions and arguments about mass transit and taxation should be done with love. With love, beware that our actions or inactions affect everyone on the planet and everyone who will live on this planet. With love, realize that this is a global issue and it's a global pro-life issue. I know that's a provocative term, but it's a pro-life issue. It really is. We, in we as Christians can't ignore these things. Uh, we can help them or we can hinder them, but we aren't offered the opportunity of ignoring them. Uh, with love, know that you're going to pay more for water and electricity and fuel in the coming years. It's going to happen. Um, also know that people in the slums of Nairobi pay 70 times what we pay for water. Okay, Let that one sink in for a second. They pay 70 times per gallon what we pay for water. And ours is on tap, theirs is delivered by a truck, and it might very well be lethal. Uh, rendering unto Caesar is a biblical thing. So is leprosy, I get it. Um, but, uh, but there are things that are worth paying for and sacrificing for. Um, and uh, this earth is one of them. And, and the little ones to come after us are one of them as well. Um, so like I said a little bit ago, just because you can't do everything is no excuse to do nothing. Uh, Hebrews 10.22, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, uh, from our guilt, and our bodies washed with pure water. Um, so garden, turn off the tap, recycle, carpool, do all those things. But the more energy we put into this church, the more energy we put into the ministries of this church, the better the earth is going to be simply because good begets good begets good. And if we can't give any other message to this world, um, I think that that's one that we've got to share. Um, so with that, we'll wrap it up next week. Thanks. <laughs>